Welcome to Brit David Podcast and the conclusion to Pastor Tim's message, a prayer of blessing from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. There are some things that only God can do. We can't manufacture it. We can't mimic it. And we'd better not miss it. I really do believe that God likes to work in such a way that only He can get the credit, the glory for what He has done. I know that he doesn't like to share his glory with anyone or anything else. So let God work through you, blessing you, and make sure that you give thanks and glory right back to him. Here's Pastor Tim. He's done that at a point in the past, and you continue to enjoy those things even today. Now when you get to verse number 17, his tone changes. Instead of looking it back in the past, now he's looking toward the future. Now we're getting to the meat of the prayer. We're getting to the point of what the may was in there for in the first place. What is it that he's really praying for? What is he praying about? What's he praying for this church to have? You'll notice that you'll not find the word has in verse 17. Not something that he has already done. And you're not going to find those verbs in past tense. Instead, you're going to find them right now in the present and in the future. So whereas God has been bountiful with us in the past, what we're looking at is God will bless us in the future. There are some things that he absolutely will do. And so Paul's praying that for his church. We need to pray this for our church, for one another. Let me give you these three. They're three just like they were in verse 16. Number one, God will give you serenity in your ways. Serenity in your ways. He says, this is what he may do. God, Lord Jesus... May you comfort your hearts. Comfort your hearts. That comfort brings about complete and absolute peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what we pray for, isn't it? We want so-and-so to have the peace of God that passes explanation. In other words, what this person is dealing with and what they're going through naturally would not bring them peace in their heart. It would bring them restlessness. It would bring them confusion. It would bring them doubt. God, what I'm praying for is that you would give them Holy Spirit-given peace, serenity over them. That you would provide that for them. He's not taking them out of those situations necessarily. He didn't take Daniel's three friends out of the furnace. He got into the furnace with them. He may not ever change the circumstances. So your prayers about changing circumstances, he may not answer. Those circumstances may very well be his will for your life. But he'll give you peace in the midst of it. To me, this is the key to the peace of God that passes understanding. Paul writes about having peace 
with God. You can't have the peace of God until you have peace with God. If your heart is unsettled before Him, why would you be under the umbrella of His peace? Even if you are His child and you're living in sinful rebellion against Him, are you really going to have peace that comes from Him? Align yourself with the will of God, then your ways will be surrounded by peace. One of my favorite verses about that is in the book of Isaiah. He says, you, Father, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you. Like Peter, get your eyes off the waves. Get your eyes off your friends that are back there in the boat still. Get your eyes off the boat. And put your eyes on Jesus. And you'll have perfect peace even in the midst of a terrible storm. God will bless us in the future. One thing He will do is to give you serenity in your ways. Number two, God will give you soundness in your words. He'll give you soundness in your words. Notice what He says next. May He comfort your hearts, and may He establish you in every Good word. Your words do matter. I probably, I probably say and use words I shouldn't use, shouldn't say. Every now and then I put my foot in my mouth. Every now and then. Just every day. <laughs> but when I'm aligned with Him, then my words are to be like Him. My words are to sound like Him. Paul wrote to the Ephesian church and he said, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, what's necessary to build somebody up, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Don't you want your words to be like that? Something that builds somebody up instead of tearing them down. Something that imparts grace to them, instead of imparting judgment to them. You know, the key to that is the same key that we said about having peace or serenity. The key to having peace of God is to have peace with God. The key to making sure that your words are sound and that they are encouraging and that they're edifying before others is that your heart is already filled with those things. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If your heart is filled with ugliness, if your heart is filled with judgmentalness, if your heart is filled with racism, if your heart is filled with coarseness, then you better believe it. When the squeeze is on, those are the things that are going to come out. They are.
my first job was working at the grocery store. I worked for Lewis Jones grocery store that was over on Macon Road. And every night at the end of the night, at the end of that shift, we had to get all the get all the shelves. We called them fronting them. In other words, it, you, you're trying to fake out the customers. You want them to think that the shelves are full, right? So you're bringing everything to the front, and you've got to make sure that every label is turned, you know, exactly the right way. You know, the soup line, that, the soup aisle, that's not, that's not too bad. The fruits and the vegetables, that's not too bad. The aisle that nobody wanted was the aisle that has those great big jars of pickles, and pig parts, I never understood that. There were, there were eggs that were red. I don't, the, things that are unnatural are on the bottom shelf in, in those. And they just don't stack worth a flip, right? So I'd been a Christian for a couple of years. I was growing in my faith. I was excited about my faith. I, I, I would take opportunities to try to tell people. I would, I, would, uh, I would write Bible verses on my box cutters so that when I had to give them out, at least I'm giving out you know, God's Word to these guys as they cut themselves. Um, <laughs> so I'm try- I really was trying to build a good, a, a, a good testimony. So I'm down on the bottom shelf, and I'm... I'm fronting the shelf of pickles or whatever that thing is, those big jars. And some knucklehead came by just out of fun and out of spite and just bumped into me to make me fall into what I was working on, which means the jars fall over, cans dent. Jars don't, right? Boy, I mean, I let it rip. Same thing, same way I used to talk before I ever gave my heart to Jesus. And I looked out there, and doggone it, there's the manager standing right there listening. You know, one of, the, one of the very people that I wanted to convince that my life had changed. And suddenly, in just a moment, it seemed as if there wasn't any change at all. It's, as close as it seemed like I was walking with the Lord at that point, my heart was still filled with junk that had no place being there. And when the pressure got put on, whatever's on the inside's coming out. You get one of them little orange juicers, you cut that orange in half and start grinding it down on there. You don't expect motor oil to come out, do you? You don't expect apple juice to come out. You expect orange juice because that's what's in there. And whatever's on the inside is always going to come out on the outside. Don't let that corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. How can that happen? How can you, how can you change your vocabulary, especially if you've been talking in a certain way for a number of years? May God, who loves you, who comforts you, who gives you hope. May He give you peace, and may He give you soundness in your words. He can bring about a change that your willpower can't. Let me give you one more.
Number three, God will give you strength for your work. He'll give you strength for your work. Notice, he says, may, may he comfort your hearts. May he establish you in every good word. And now you've got this phrase from establish all the way to good that not only fits before word, but it also fits before work because of that little word and. So what he's saying is this, may he comfort your hearts, may he establish you in every good word, and may he establish you in every good work. May he establish you in every good work. I don't know if your Bible is like mine. Mine has a little, has a little star kind of thing. It has a little mark. It gives me another word instead of the word establish. Because sometimes that word establish can simply mean strengthen. May He strengthen you in every good work. We talked this morning about being a good gospel steward. That's hard. It's hard when that's 24-7. It's hard when you're busy at work and at home and at school. It's hard to be a good gospel steward when you've not done that before. So where do you find the strength to do it? You find it in Him. So hopefully somewhere, somebody's praying for you. God, may you strengthen them for the good work that you have called them to do. Paul may not mean this exactly this way, but when I think about good work, I think about God's work. Everything God does is good. Everything that He calls on us to do is good. When I serve Him and I work for Him, it is good work. But we need strength to keep going, don't we? We need to be established in that same work. So pray for one another. Pray for one another, knowing what God's already done for you in the past. Pray for one another knowing what He wants to do for you in the future. Listen, I'm tempted to do a show of hands. Who who wants God to do these three things for them? Well, I do. Everybody does. God wants to do this in you more than you want it. This is His will for your life and for the life of every person that you'll pray for. So pray a prayer of blessing that is effective and prosperous in their life. Let me pray for you. Father, I'm so grateful for our church family. I'm so grateful for what you have done for us already. That every day you demonstrate your love for us. Every day. You demonstrate your care for us. So Father, we pray today that you would work in us. That you may work through us. 
that we may be able to do the things that you want us to do because you've already been at work in our own hearts and our own lives. Father, bless your church today. Help us to be good ministers for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand up where we are. If you want to come to the altar, come on. If I can pray with you about anything, I'll be glad to do that. Okay, ladies? Pastor Tim, thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast. And he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here on our podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.